Ooh. Ooh. Are you feeling good? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. Take me to the liquor store. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think we have uh, enough liquor. <laughs> Just kidding. What's up? It's impressive music, bitch. Hey. Oh, claps, 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 claps. I'm your host, Mary Nemohovsky, and I'm here with my husband, Dave Metz. What's up? <laughs> what's up? That's like a Mary move. What's up? It's a real long what's up. What's up? What's up? See, it became a West Side. A West Side. Uh, this is Time Bomb by Prof. Who's Prof? What's Prof all about? I don't know right now, but maybe after a short commercial break and a little word, a little chit-chat from our sponsors, I'll be able to tell you a little bit more. What do you think, Dave? I'm sure Wikipedia has an answer. You stumble across a very intelligent podcast listener. What do you do? Uh, I ask if they've ever heard of desks and day jobs. Roll for insight. Oh, they haven't, and they yes. want to know more. I tell them desks and day jobs is a D&D podcast that takes the humdrum life of four office workers and injects it with magic, adventure, and hilarious antics. All right, roll for perception. Yes. Oh, that's, uh, they're definitely interested. Uh, I grab their phones and subscribe them to desks and day jobs on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Machine Culture website. Roll for sleight of hand. Wow, it's a critical hit! Yeah. They're subscribed. Do they have a dog? Uh, can the dog listen to the podcast? Uh, yeah. Roll for animal handling, I guess. Well, that doesn't work. Uh, uh, uh. but they're still interested in desks and day jobs. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. Desks and day jobs. Now part of the Machine Culture Collective. Huzzah! Hi, I'm Martha Reddick, and I'm the host of the podcast Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. Each week on Chronicles of Nannia, I'm joined by a guest to discuss topics related to nannying. From how to build the perfect fort to how to legally pay your taxes, we cover it all. If you've ever accidentally told your friend, I need to potty, this podcast is for you. See you on the playground. Yeah, it's pretty wild, those great words from sponsors. Do you want me to say something about Prof? He's a white guy from Minnesota. Yeah, we've had it. We've covered it. He's the guy that didn't know. No. No. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. No. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's good. I, I I like Prof. He's pretty tight. He's he, he, he's interesting. Why uh why the fuck are we playing Local H, a Local H music video right now? Because uh, I remembered how much I liked Local H, uh, and uh, I didn't live in Chicago, and I just realized, like, you're from, like, near where they're from. Oh, yeah, Melanie, my friend Melanie, who, uh, shout out to Melanie, we stayed with her in Denver. We could talk a little bit about Denver, I think, today, too, if people, sure. people want to know all about our, our escapades. Uh, she loved Local H. She would go see them at, like, uh, the Cubby Bear and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Or, like, in like, there was, like, a venue in Palatine that they played. They'll, they'll really play anywhere. If you want to get Local H to play your 3H Well, thing. so here's the thing, right? You know how, like, Colin Mockery and, like, that other dude from Whose Line Is It Anyways, like, they go on tour together? It's like, yeah, this is great, but, like, we, I also want, like, uh, oh, it's Ryan Styles is the other guy, right? Like, I also want um, Wayne Brady. I also want, like, Drew Carey. Like, we're missing a few of the elements, right? And, like, Local H is still technically a band, but it's two guys and one of the guys quit. So, like, is it still Local H? How do you... Look at this music video. Have you been watching this? It's a cool music video. Notice everybody's that. It's just that. Yeah, dude. This guy in this music video has a hard butt chin. Just like our daughter. <laughs> No, right. her butt chin is cute and subtle. Um, okay, so uh, this weekend I might be in Benton Harbor on Friday. Uh, Wednesday, that's, that's next Wednesday. Wait, hold on, sorry, night. real real quick. Benton Harbor, is that the place where everyone is poor or the place where they have money? That's the poor one. Read Across the River by Stanley Klotlowitz. Tight. He's the guy that wrote There's No Children Here. He wrote a book called Across the River about Benton Harbor, Michigan. It's pretty cool. Um... Shout out Stanley Klotwitz. Um, I'll be in South Beloit 
Um, is that in Illinois or Wisconsin? I think that's Wisconsin, babe. Hell yeah. I'll be in Wisconsin on Wednesday, September 19th. On September 20th, I'll be celebrating Ashore with my Muslim brethren. Holler. Uh, Hell be- yeah, Ashore sure is. <laughs> uh, September 22nd, I'll be doing the Blackout Diaries in Chicago, Illinois. Um, and uh, I don't know, we're doing the uh, Women in Podcasting Festival. On October 6th and October 7th, I have mine something in Plainfield. Uh, what, what's up? Mm. I'm eating a pretty good farm fresh tomato right now. Yo, I love eating bougie ass food. It's so good. Makes you feel good on the inside and good yeah, on the outside. Um, give us a five star review on iTunes, you stingy bitch. Yeah, you stingy little bitch. Yeah. Do you want that Starbucks gift card or not, Mofo? Oh, like our Facebook page. Yeah. You really gotta contact one of us if you want that gift card. We we can't find you. Like we don't have spyware. Local H Zion, Illinois. Huh? Are you a Zionist? Am I a Zionist? <laughs> oh, wrong what? podcast for this conversation. Yeah, this is not this is not the Palm Pilots. We don't say things like Zionism. But it's weird that, um, you know, like, Illinois has a town called Zion. And it's, it's actually like, super it, far north by Wisconsin. Yeah, I know. But it's like, is this what Lauren Hill was singing about? This shitty little town near Mundelein? Yeah, my friend's ex-boyfriend. Shout out to Laura. One of her ex-boyfriends lives in Zion. I mean, like, is bad that... Bad guy. He's a bad guy. Is this what they were fighting for in the Matrix, you know? I mean, like, it, you got a lot of balls to name your town Zion. I think they have a Taco Bell. Like, it would have been less ballsy if you just named your town Jerusalem. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Like, that's where Jesus was born or whatever. Sure. Zion is, like, the Holy Land. Like, that's what that means. You got you to set on you. That's all I'm saying. Wasn't Bob Marley also doing stuff like Welcome to yeah, Zion? Or yeah. was that Damien? But all, all the Marleys. It's also a part of Rastafarianism. Zion is, like, heaven. And also Israel. Mm. You know, like Zion is like a metaphor. Have you ever seen a hot Israeli? That's like heaven. You know what I'm talking about? Bow! I knew a woman, a black lady named Zion. That was her name, which I thought was like a pretty tight name. But you know, her parents were playing a lot of Bob Marley. Welcome to Zion. Can we play a little bit of Zion? Was that? I think it's a Damien Marley song. I don't uh, think it's Bob. Welcome Marley. to Zion. I believe that was a show on Hulu. <laughs> uh, do you Welcome have any plugs? to Zion. Um, it is Damien ready, Marley. Ready to road, Zion. Road to Zion, not ready to Zion. Whatever. Yeah, All right. Uh, it's off. Welcome to Jamrock. Why don't you get today in music ready? Oh well, Dave, you don't know if I have plugs or not. Do you have plugs? Plug farm fresh tomatoes. Yum yum in my tum tum. Plug number two. Uh, probably gonna cancel this show I got booked on at the uh, Comedy Shrine in Aurora at the end of the month because uh, I don't think I'm gonna get a babysitter for that night. Um, I mean, I could I could watch Sophie. Nah, I'm good. Uh, plug number three. I'm just, I just keep chugging and chugging on in this world. Keep going. Wait, is Damian Marley the one that had all of uh, uh, Lauren Hill's kids? Uh, I'm not sure, but Damien Marley is the one that performed at a rib fest in the last 10 years that I almost went to. Yeah? But then I had walking pneumonia, so like, my parents were like, no, you can't go to rib fest to see Damien Marley. And the, did you have the boogie when you flew? Uh, no, I had walking pneumonia. Right. Do you not hear how loud you're being in your headphones? No, I actually don't. Um, do you want to know what you want me to do today in music? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the deal with Damien Marley is, though. Well, while you're figuring that out, I'm going to get started because today was a wild day in music. Oh, yeah. September 13th is a crazy day. Go ahead. September 13th. Things are wiling out. Boom, boom, boom. Starting with 1819. That was a hot year. Am I right or am I right? Composer Clara White Schumann was born. Clara. Happy uh, birthday, Clara. I think she's dead now, though. In 1954, Judy Garland was on the cover of Life magazine. That's I thought you were going to say Playboy. No, this is 54. Playboy was invented in the 50s. Uh, all right, well, you got a phone. You can pull that one up. Keep going. In 1960, the U.S. Federal Communications Commission, a.k.a. the FCC, banned payola. 
1965. Do you know what payola is? Nope. In 1965. Payola is where they would bribe radio stations to play songs to make them become hits. Because the truth is, is that you don't actually have musical taste. You're just sort of conditioned to the shit that you hear. And back in the day, when no one owned records and stuff, they would just listen to the radio. And they would just play the same record over and over again because someone was bribing them, and then that song would become a hit. I feel like we live in a payola world. Yeah, everything's payola. Can't believe that we actually pretended like we banned payola. 1953, Playboy was founded in Chicago, Illinois. Kill- Sorry, Chirac, Illinois. Go on. Uh, oh, boy. In 1965, the song Yesterday was released by the Beatles. Whoa. Actually, it was Yesterday slash Act Naturally. We recorded this yesterday. Uh-oh. In 1969. 69. <laughs> That's a summer of love. John Lennon and Yoko Ono uh, released... Uh, y- okay, let me start over again. John Lennon and Yoko Ono's Plastic Ono Band made their live debut at the Rock and Roll Revival concert. Eric Clapton was on guitar. I did not know that John Lennon and Yoko Ono formed some kind of weird super group in the late 60s. Yeah, not, not a lot of people know about this, but... um. So, I was reading this article just the other day, and they were saying like how we shouldn't blame Ariana Grande for Mac Miller's death, and that, and then that article went on to be like, I think it was like, what's that what, Flojo? What's the one? What's the Hopo? What's Huffpo? Huffpo. Huffington Post. It was a Huffpo article. And oh, they were, that's uh, sounds reliable. But they were like. Women always get it. It's Yoko Ono syndrome. It's like, no, you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Because Yoko Ono convinced John Lennon to leave the Beatles to form something called the Plastic Ono Band. He went back to the Beatles after that, right? Or was that the end? That was the end. 69 is the last year of the Beatles. Oof. And um, Plastic Ono Band, like, it's it's all got a lot of all-stars in it, right? Eric Clapton, like, obviously, but... You know who was uh, the weak link in that chain? Um, and I don't mean to say... Uh, did I say chink? I didn't mean to say that. Oh, no, 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 no. Damn it, Dave. You're going to really make this podcast require editing. I didn't say link. Link. I said link, right? You did say link. Okay, well, then I didn't say chink. Then we're fine. Well, you just said it again. Guess who the weak link in the chain was? <sighs> I feel like I don't want to release this episode anymore. Eric Clapton. Go on. I was going to say it was Yoko for sure. All right. In 1969, on, also, let's move past that train. Choo-choo, choo-choo. It has left the station, David. In 1969, the Toronto Rock and Roll Revival Festival took place. I hope it never took place again after that. What year was that? 1969. Still? <laughs> oh, boy. In 1979, ABBA began their first North American tour in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada on the map. Actually, did you know that that's what ABBA stands for? Alberta, Berta, Alb? Uh, a new. Boom, boom. In 1984, Kiss released the album Animalize. What the freaking heck? In 1991, Alice Cooper sold his new album, Hey Stupid, in New York Times Square for 99 cents. It was a marketing move. It was wild. He was wild. Alice Cooper is pretty wild. In 1994, ooh, these next two are going to be well, back to back well, not, wild on, stunners. Well, I, we got to start playing the background real quick. What is this? This is Rodney Hazard. He messaged me on Facebook. I thought his music was pretty good. So you didn't even tell me that this was going to happen. I this forgot. Is, this is a big shocker for me. Well, first listen, what do you think? This is the first musician that sent me his music that's good. Rodney Hazard. He's on Spotify. Where is he from? Uh, Chicago. Because I I posted it in the Chicago Commission. I want to know more about Rodney Hazard. I feel like i got to Google him. New York. He lives in New York. What's he doing in the Chicago music group? Come on, Rod. He could be from Chicago. I don't know. He could just be a little hustler out there, being in every group. Hey, Rodney. Thanks for hustling. This is pretty tight. 
Yeah, we, if you send us music and it's good, I'll play it. it most of it has sucked. Like, 97% of it has been terrible. Yeah, and this legit might be the first time that someone sent us something worth playing. I wish this wasn't the episode where, you know, you may or may not have racially slurred Yoko Ono. She's Japanese, so it's not even actually an accurate slur. I, I had a bit. Maybe it didn't work. Who knows? Uh, all right. Well, let's let the people that review the podcast decide. Yeah, write in your five-star review whether or not you think it was a racist bit. <laughs> so sad. All right. Are you ready for uh, today in music? Uh, I thought we were in the midst of it. Are you ready for me to continue doing the the, mid, the bit today in music? Please. Please. These are back-to-back wild days. In 1994, the debut... Wild years. God damn it, Mary. In 1994, the debut album Ready to Die was released by the notorious B.I.G. Whoa. And then, holy shit, motherfuckers, in 1996, not but two years directly after the day that Ready to Die was released, Tupac Shakur died uh, in the hospital after he had been shot four times in a drive-by shooting and after his sixth day in the hospital. So, wait, what year was that? 97, right? It was 94, was ready to die, was released, and 96, Tupac passed away. So how, how many years ago was that? 22 years ago? Uh, yeah. So Tupac died on this day, 22 years ago. Um, yep, that, that happened. Or he's in Cuba. Or he's in Cuba. It's a big conspiracy. Um, Alex hold Jones. On, hold on. Take us 96. off. 96. <laughs> yep, 22. You're right. I don't know math at all. Like, not even a little bit. No, you got it. All right, moving on. Also in 1996, country music television was allowed to resume broadcasting in Canada. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that, uh... You know, in 1998, Mel B from the Spice Girls married some guy named Jimmy Gulz- Jimmy Gulzaroff. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks was in the Spice no, Girls. Yeah, <laughs> Mel Brooks, the Spice Girls parody band. All right, and then in 1999, what about roll- a parody band of uh, It's All Illegal Aliens, and they're in a Spice Girls parody band called the Space Girls. Get it? They're aliens. Huh? Uh, can you do a drum roll for the final bit into? Okay. In 1999, Marcello Rodriguez, a Beverly Hills police officer, filed a multi-million dollar slander lawsuit against, drumroll please, George Michael. The The, singer? Yes. The suit alleged that the singer had committed slander in the song and video for Outside. Rodriguez had arrested Michael on charges of lewd behavior in a public park. On April 7th, 1998. She, she, she saw him shaking his butt in the music video, and she's like, uh, I'm just going to wait for the moment. Pounce on him. It was Marcello Rodriguez, not Marcella. Not to be confused with the British thriller crime drama that you could find on Netflix, Marcella. It's not bad. I, I, I just don't, like, we haven't finished it, the season two. So. Might not finish it ever. Yeah, it's season two is just too similar to season one. I gotta be honest with you. These British crime shows, they, they always start out really good and then they just kinda start getting weak. They just get a little too British. You just remember. Yeah, I mean and look, the British gave us like a lot of these like story forms, so I like gotta like give you know, give them props. But like their television you know what it is? Their television is always like a, a half of a good idea, which is why we always take it and make it better. Mm-hmm. Like the office. Or um, the Cosby Show actually was, they took a lot of that, the premise uh, based on the British Show. I don't know if we should be just dropping the Cosby uh, Show. Okay. Um, let's, let's give me, I'm sure you could find another example who that's, is, not was, the off, that's not the Cosby what Show. What was that show, Carol O'Connor, um, Meathead, he called the, the guy Meathead. What was that show? The Jeffersons was a spinoff of it. All the Family, that was based on a British TV show. Um, Kids Say the Darndest Things is based on a British TV show. Um, let's see here. Three's Company was based on a British TV show. <laughs> Funny, Dave. What are their... Uh, um, uh, I don't know. We're a music podcast, so I'm, I'm good. I'm good with your uh, all right, parallels. So how about uh, 
go to Colorado for our anniversary. It's our one year anniversary. We did. Yay. Some of you married. have been listening to this podcast since we got married. You listened to our. Some of you have listened to it. Did we do it before we got married? Yeah, we did. We did it for like three months before we got married. Holy shit. If you've actually been listening to this podcast for over a year now, I really would like to send you a token of our gratitude. Just let me give you a Starbucks gift card. Why are you being so difficult? You probably got problems. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, we've been doing this now for over a year. Uh, we got a way cooler equipment set up now. Yeah, we got a little like uh, shrine studio in our apartment. So, what are some things we've done for? I jumped off a cliff. Oh yeah, that was so awesome. When you yeah, did that, that was pretty tight. We we climbed near a glacier. We didn't climb a glacier. Because we didn't actually think that it was, like, normal or possible to climb the glacier. And then some, like, dude who was four years younger than us who went to my same high school. Turns out that he climbed the glacier in, like, uh, treadless Nikes, a polo, and cargo shorts. Yeah, Chicago Bears polo. I just want to say. Which, if you own a polo shirt and it has, like, a sports team where, like, the Lacosta Gators should be... You're a hand job. I don't know. I like, I don't know what to tell you. Like we were like, where do you live? And he's like, Streeterville. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. And what did you, you just scaled the glacier? You little fucking weirdo. Yeah. But you know, props to him for doing that. I mean, we yeah, props totally to doing that. that. Although he was in town, he was in Denver to see fish and that was not cool. Yeah. So, um, not Mel- cool. Melanie tried to get us to see fish. She did try to get us to see fish. Um, we were just weren't thirsty enough to see fish. We just weren't thirsty for fish. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that fish, um, not good. Uh, are you sure you don't love this song? Play me a fish. I don't think I've ever listened to a fish song from start to finish. Okay, here's Fish's most popular song. I used to pretend that I liked fish. What and why again did you do this? I don't know because if you can't tell yet, everyone that I went to high school with pretended to like fish at one point. Start if playing they, if sure they smoked pot. I'm sure there's a lead-in. No lead-in. No lead-in, huh? Welcome, this is a farmhouse. I almost want to turn this up so I can jam the fuck out. Oh. Okay, are fish fans fans more annoying or less annoying than Dave Matthew band fans? Um, what do you mean? Like, would you rather, like, okay, say that you were at gunpoint and someone was like, God damn it, Dave, you've got to go to a jam band concert. And it's either going to be Fish is option um, A, option B is Dave Matthews, and option B is, uh, or shit, option C is what's that other band, uh, like the String Cheese Incident or some shit like that. I would see Dave Matthews, because I had a moment where I was kind of into Dave Matthews. I had like a three-month period this is terrible. Let me this, see if I, I can... I feel like I'm, I'm about to watch an Allstate advertisement. Well, this, oh, this is their most listened to by sure, but then it's followed shortly behind this song called Heavy Things. I, I went to look it up on Spotify, and, it, and I immediately got hit with an ad for CBD. <laughs> I'm a fish swimming through water like this. Fish. We're a fish, but we live in a farmhouse, man. Wrap your mind around that. They tour way too much. Like they're gonna be at Rosemont like next month. The road comics. The road comics. <laughs> That's true. It's fish, like people fish, that are like, you know, fish I, are the road dogs of uh, of the music industry. I love Bob Zane. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, but their followers are intense. Uh, intensely um, forgettable. That's what I think about them. And we, we, the whole time we were in Denver, we played a game called uh, Is That a Homeless Person or a Fish Fan? And um, I just had to stop, but I don't even think I want it in the background anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who's that for? Apparently a lot of people. I feel like I immediately need to change that we were, what we were listening to this because I have like a... Everyone that I'm friends with on Facebook, um, I can see all the music that they're listening to on the right-hand side of my screen, and I'm going to be really embarrassed if someone thought that we were earnestly listening to Heavy Things by Fish. Well, scroll back to the playlist. We'll, 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 we'll get into 
we'll get into our shit. So is there anything else? Is that all of today in music? Uh, yeah, we good. Uh, okay, so... Is that a little burpy burpy? Yeah. So the other thing, I mean, obviously, so we got to talk about oh, this. Wait, there's a lot of, there's a lot of music news to, to talk about. Yeah, all right, so, um... I always like this song in this music video. I always thought this was pretty tight. So you want to clue everybody in on what we're watching? It's called Donald Trump. It's by Mac Miller. 2011. So Mac Miller died on what, Friday, I think? Yep. And I got to be honest with you. I'm kind of sad. I'm like kind of torn up about it a little bit. I just, uh, I, and I, I was never like a huge fan of his music. He was a great feature. He, he's a hell I of never, a feature. I never, like, got super into his solo, but I think he had an, he, he wasn't quite, like, at the peak of finding his voice. You know what I mean? I think he's he, been in the game for a long time for somebody that was as young as he was when he passed away. But I think he just was like on the verge of really finding the, the the most recent album that we started listening to. What was that one called? Swimming. Swimming. I loved everything we heard off Swimming. It was really emotional. It was super vulnerable, and it was like, again, this emotional, easy listening rap that's way fucking better than any of the SoundCloud shit times a million, in terms of the lyricism well, and the this, production. Yeah, I, yeah, this, this, I don't know, this is great, but it is, it is kind of basic, but this is a great song, um, a lot of, Kendrick Lamar did a tribute to Mac Miller, um, there's, there's a lot of people paying tribute to him, um, actually, ever since, when he passed away, Bow Wow revealed that he's actually battling with drug addiction as well, oh, what is Bow Wow doing, um, what's Bow Wow's? D.O.C. D.O.C. Yeah. Um, Back away from the mic, just a touch. So Shad Moss admitted that he's uh, using lean um, every day for the last 10 years. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the dirty secret of rap music, is that rappers aren't drug addicts, and uh, they definitely are. Just like rock stars. Just like every artist, there's a higher percentage of them are drug addicts. Yeah, and uh, he's talking about how, like, when he was working with Omerion in 2007, like, things started to turn for him, and then when he went on tour with Chris Brown, he just started using, he started doing lean several times a day, and it said that at one point he walked off the stage and woke up in a hospital. Huh. Um, so. Yeah, so that's, it's kind of wild. So, and you said that Miller, Mac Miller, was uh, on Lean as well, right? Yeah, so he had a TV show, um, which was, I think it was like 2012, something like that. And he had a TV show. It was just him and his buddies fucking around in his house in L.A. And um, he revealed like years later, I think like 2015, he said like, hey, I was like on Lean that whole time. I'm, I've like struggled. Um, and he moved, right? He moved away. He moved to New York. Um, because he had been dating Ariana Grande, right? And then Ariana Grande leaves him for Pete Davidson of Saturday Night Live fame, who had been dating Larry David's daughter. And um, so he leaves New York and he goes back to L.A. And he is dead within six months. Like, the week that they break up, he was in a drunk driving accident. And I am in no way saying that Ariana Grande has any ownership over this at all. But this isn't just drug addiction. This is a dude. He, this, he died of a broken heart. He's a dude that had problems, you know, problems handling his right. shit. You know, all the speculation is too though is that Ariana Grande was like a super positive driving force in his life, and that she was like a integral piece of his sobriety, um, and that she was the one who was like kind of pushing him toward being healthy and, and motivating him you know, like toward health in, in sobriety and like working out and being this sort of better person is the goss on the street. Well, I believe it too, because this album obviously was like written before it came out. 
which means it was written, you know, like like when he was with her. And this is the bet. Like swimming is his best album. Like he had just sort of come into this era of his career where he was like being very real. And I believe that Ariana Grande was a positive force in his life because he stopped making these like kind of like I don't know these like fun fluffy. Like these SoundCloud rappers, like these songs are all fun. Like I'm enjoying them, but it's fluff. It'll go away. Like these, this is just a, a fun hook or like a, whatever. It, it, you know what I mean? Like he was starting to make like this like lasting music. So let me. I've been trying to show you this music video for like a month, two months maybe even. And it's I, I threw the song on like a couple of playlists because I kept thinking we were going to talk about it on the show. And uh, we never really got around to it, so I think now is like a time to watch it. So this is self care. This is the lead single from his new album. So it opens. He's he's in a coffin. He's alive and he's looking around with a flashlight. This is like one of my fears. I'm getting a panic attack watching this. Me, yeah, me too. I used to watch a lot of videos of magi- magicians being buried alive when I was a kid. It's very scary. So this this song is called Self Care, right? And he died a few days before Rosh Hashanah, which is, you know, about sort of like self-examination so he just took off his sneakers and you think that he's gonna like pull something out to try and kind of save himself right from to like break out of this coffin that he's buried alive in right now yeah and what he pulled out essentially was a cigarette yeah so I think that's a pretty powerful moment Makes the message of the song seem like very sad, right? Because he's basically saying like, "I'm all right. I'm gonna take care of myself," and he did it. You know what I mean? He seems like he's all right when you watch the video, right? He's got a knife, carving something into the roof of the coffin. I was actually saving this music video to show at the Women in Podcasting Festival because we were gonna do a music video episode, but now feels more appropriate. See what he 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 carves into this. The thing is that he's not like trying to break out immediately. That's the thing. He's comfortable down there. But isn't that its own thing? To be comfortable six feet under. So he carves in memento mori, which means remember the dead in Latin. Which, by the way, Lil Xan got that tattooed on his face in R.I.P. to Miles Miller. Memento Mori. This is like uh, reminiscent of that scene in Kill Bill. I do remind me. Okay, so there's a scene in Kill Bill um, where Uma Thurman's character um, has been buried alive. And she's already been through hell. And she literally starts, little by little, punching her way, exactly like he was doing, like, till her knuckles are, like, bloody. So watch this, right? Out of the ground. He punches his way out of the ground. And and, and now we see from the exterior that he wasn't buried in the earth. He was buried just in a pile of dirt, which is in some weird sort of black and white reality. So he punches his way out of the coffin. He climbs out of the dirt. To be in a bleak, black and white world. What's he wearing? Something 
Is it like scrubs? I can't tell. I can't tell if it's like scrubs or like some weird ass sweatsuit. Yeah, it could just be like a like a like a weed breaker or a short combo. Oh. It's a pile of dynamite and it just exploded. And now he's falling. I mean, what does that say, though? You get out of the coffin. You get yourself out of a coffin only to stand on a pile of dynamite. Yeah, well, that's sort of like, and not to get super into AA speak, right, but there is that thing where it's like uh, the easy part is becoming sober. The hard part is living in the world that you created for yourself as an addict, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, but, the, but by getting sober, you've just begun this, like, you know what I mean? Like, this bullshit. Like, all this shit's going to get laid on you. And do you see, so, see how much more mature this is than Donald Trump? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I hate to be so cliche, but night and day. Swimming, yeah. Swimming is really a great album. Whether you've listened to Mac Miller before, or if you've never really gotten into him, it, it was hard for me to kind of find my footing with him as an artist, but Swimming really changed it for me, and, um... Rest in peace, dude. You, I think you really had a long career ahead of you, and you left with a lot of respect, a lot of artists. I mean, the fact that Kendrick Lamar did a tribute to him, it's, I think that kind of says it all. I mean, everyone said he was just, like, the nicest dude. You know what I mean? Like, everyone, and he was a hard worker. Um, so, and, like, going by sort of the basis by which we judge, like, other comics, you know what I mean? It's like, he was fi- he was finding his voice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And obviously, he had million, like millions of fans. So to a, a generation, he was already like, uh, you know, he was already made. You know. Um, okay, so uh, we we came with two new artists that we wanted to talk about. Not to s- switch gears so abruptly. Yeah, we're gonna switch gears abruptly, and we're gonna play <laughs> some. Uh, we're gonna play some degenerate shit um and do who which one of us should kick it off i mean i always let you go first um all right i'm gonna kick it off with um young goth featuring so wait, wait your artist is young goth like tell me a little bit about young goth i don't know anything about young goth okay which one do you want to do this one or this one let's do the first one and then i'll come back and i'll know something about young goth There's some lead in here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it up with my voice. This is Coke, featuring Lil Peep by Young Goth. And um, the only thing I could find out about Young Goth is he might be a pedophile. Wait, what? Everything I'm exploring is that there's a bunch of people saying that he goes after underaged girls. Well, I've already won this battle. <laughs> um, but apparently he's trying to defend himself against these accusations. This track came up uh, in one of my... Like a playlist ended, you know, and then I just let the radio play, and this came up, and I really dug this beat. This guy looks like he's about maybe 19 years old at the oldest. I I mean, like how how old do you have to be to be a pedophile? Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm just trying to figure out some deets about him. 
Yeah, because now I really want to know. Like, I really want to like make a judgment on him. You know. Shit. I mean, I also kind of I didn't mean to make this a morbid episode, but I picked two tracks that like Little Peep is on, so like Little Peep endorsed him. Um, and so, um, he's like one of these internet rappers that you have to like dig deep into threads to figure out anything really about him. All right. What? Tell me about him. He's an American cloud rapper based in LA and he's collaborated with Lil Peep. That's like about as much as I can, as I can surmise. It's like fat Nick. It's like he, he was attached to Lil Peep. That's kind of like, um, there used to be this rapper called Cuban Link. I mean, I'm sure he's still around. But uh, his whole career was sort of predicated on the fact that he worked with Big Pun. And then Big Pun died. And everyone's like, oh, but we love Big Pun. And he's like, what about me, yo? And for like a little while, we're like, yeah, sure. All right. You can pretend to be Big Pun for a while. You know? That never works, though. Yeah. And I I can't eat. Like, I can't. There's, he doesn't even have, like, a wiki. Whatever, man. You know, he's just some. But I'm I'm in well, the I'm in the goth boy <laughs> click subreddit. Um yeah, tell me about the goth boy click, please. Um, I'm trying to figure out. Ian Kasha says, "Look, I don't want to drama here. Some locking comments. I believe that separating music from artists is whatever. Do whatever you want. But young goth used his platform and power over underage girls to abuse him. What power? What power does he have? We had to we had to really look hard. To I mean, look, don't defend young goth when we might I'm find not, out something. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, you know, like, let's not assume this guy has any sort of power. This is a guy recording songs, presumably in his mom's bathroom. You know what I mean? Fuck him on the reel, but I also kind of fuck with some of his songs, <laughs> usually for the feature, though. All right, sure. He has some really good music. Don't really like the whole pedo scenario, though. He, I don't fuck with his music, though. What? Well, then he's, he's all right as a pedophile, but I don't like his music? What does that even mean? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Uh, Everyone in GBC, Goth Boys, Click denounced him earlier. Oh, shit. Has Click denounced him? Oh, then he's oh yeah. Fish Nark was on the live and said... Fish? Fish Nark. House. No, no. Some... Oh, man. What's happening with What me? is happening with the microphones? Is it the microphone or is that my headphones? I don't know. Uh-oh. Right, That's not on. a good sound. Fish Nark and Wicca publicly denounced him on Twitter. Oh, Wicca? Oh, shit. Dude, I don't know who any of these people are. They sound like, um, they, what is the line between, uh, like insane clown posse and horrorcore? Like, Uh, do do you know what I mean? Like, what is the line where it's like, we're into like the devil. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like, like, when, when do you cross the line from Alice Cooper to ICP? Okay. So I feel like I was, is it cool if I do my two tracks in a row and then I'll let you go? Well, just why? just because you brought up a pedophile yeah go ahead because i brought up a pedophile i, I played a pedophile song mostly because um you know you i didn't i didn't pedophiles? know i didn't know he was a pedophile but now i feel like we gotta do a first listen from fish narc or wicca all right so find who, this who would you rather play a fish narc or wicca <laughs> Fish narc sounds literally so this- spelled like fi- like narc like fish. Okay, so Wick is not even on Spotify, but Fish Narc is. All right, play me the number one Fish Narc song. It's explicit. He did just release something called Shoddy. Shoddy. Right. Uh, just last week, but let's play uh, Fish Narc's number one track, "Break It Down," and let's see if we can break it down. Bitch, I feel like fish snark. Is that what he just said? I don't know. Bitch, I feel like fish snark. You, you are fish snark. Break it down, break it down. Oh God! <laughs> this is like worst three oh three. Remember? Don't trust a hoe. Don't that? trust a hoe. Break it down. I could. I wrote this song actually. I think in my diary. You know what this is? Remember when Colin Bollock was on here and he said that Lil Peep just sounds like the breakdown of a good Charlotte song? So does this. Oh, yeah. 
This is like when, with that song, that Lil Wayne and Weezer song. This is what this sounds like. Here's what they wish that they wrote. Yeah. It's like we already did this. Like, millennials already did this. Like, we already we made emo better. Yeah. Emo rap existed already. Tongues. By the way, we're just swaying back and forth right now. This is. I'm putting a little shoulder into my jam, though. I'll be honest with you. I haven't enjoyed a single song we've listened to today, so I'm just going to Uh, They're from Denver, 303. We were just there. Yeah, we did some other things. We bought a lot of CBD. Yeah, we sure did. And we definitely didn't bring it on a plane. No, we definitely did not break federal law and bring any of it on a plane. And some of it definitely was not THC that we brought on a plane. Yeah, definitely not. 100% not. All right, so. All right, I think I'm good on that. Yeah. Fish narc. Fishnark uh, is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> three out of three, passable. I say. Three out of three, passable. Uh, young Goth, too bad he might be a pedophile. Yeah, well, too bad for his victims, most likely. Yeah, but too bad for his victims. I don't even think, though, based on what you said, and again, I'm... Don't trust a hoe. Don't trust young me. Young Goth. <laughs> don't trust Young Goth. He's got a van. Yeah. Um, Young Goth might be trying to bang 15-year-old girls. That's not cool. I think, yeah, this is like maybe like a little bit of like a 6 9 situation where it's like, you're a scuzzy, douchebag piece of shit. And, um... Do you guys want to learn a little bit more about Fishnark? Or are we, you want to just move on to your tracks? Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. I... Yeah, yeah. So you you picked a pedophile. So literally, I could play anything right now. <laughs> I could play... Whose who's birthday was it today in 1843? Hans Schulman. I can play No, Hans it was a lady. It was like Caitlin von Stump. I can play Caitlin von Stump right now, and I, I would be better than you. But I want to play this guy. Oh, you think you're better than me? Womp womp. I got my coworkers to listen to this. I mean, we're playing straight garbage today. Belay. <laughs> this is fun, though. <laughs> I love dude I love how like he's like trashy clashy classy trashy clashy <laughs> so I just want anyone listening at home to know that Dave had to like find three or four YouTube videos where Valet was being introduced that he could figure out how to correctly pronounce this artist's name yeah I just want to make sure it's Valet not Valet not Valet oh it's not Valet I feel like he needs a little, uh, a little accent. Yeah, you probably should do that, like uh, Motorhead. That's an um, that's a umlock. Whatever. Alright, fine. This is kind of a Muppet song. Yeah, so um, he's from the south side of Chicago. I can't remember what neighborhood he's from. Ooh, I'll look him up. But he's 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 a pretty well-rounded dude. He's a producer also. He's also a carpenter and a tattoo artist. Um, and he sells koi ponds that he makes. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding you at all. Also, he has a Yorkie. And he takes lots of pictures with his little Yorkie. Oh, that's cute. This really womp womp. The party does like that womp womp. It really makes me feel like this truly should be in like a like a little Muppet skit. I I played it for Goldberg and Diamond, my coworkers, and I just played them just the chorus, and then they kept going womp 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 womp. You can't not do it. So he's Kanye West's uh, newest signee. Yeah, good music is in crisis right now. But Va- valet Kanye valet. West, valet Kanye West's newest signee is a rapper who just might build you a koi pond. Beggar at the Walmart. I love that. 
you know, just like went to Walmart when I was a kid and there was nothing honorable about it. You would never say it in the song. And now it's like, oh, hell yeah, Walmart. It's interesting. There's a new word that I just discovered um, in a New York Times article profiling him. What? Um, so they call him less a born rapper than a detail-obsessed DIY aesthete. Like an athlete, but like someone who's obsessed with aesthetics and aesthete. Yes, he is definitely that. You know, he actually lives near us. He lives in Humboldt Park. If you read that article, it talks about how they're at his like Humboldt Park apartment. Um, so, I, it's possible we've like crossed paths with him. He's, you know what I like about him too? This dude's been plugging away for years. I just like respect the shit out of that. Like he's he's like twenty nine or thirty, and he's been putting out music for like a decade. Do you know what I mean? Like that's pretty tight. You know, I love I love people that work hard. And you know what? Here's the thing too. What you know what everyone says about him is that people have just been ripping him off. There's a there's like a trippy red is, has a video where he's like he's like uh, everyone's just ripping off of Valet, but he mispronounces his name. Dude, the words that they're using to discuss music right now are straight absurd what do you got and while chicago's musical reputation has bifurcated 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 you're bifurcated mean split into two channels yes but is that really the word we need to use here and while chicago's musical reputation has bifurcated into the hyper aggressive drill sound right or the theatrical positivity of chance the rapper and his acolytes but that's true that's true. There is no middle ground in Chicago rap right now. You either are a gangster rapper or you're a peaceful rapper. Do you know what I mean? We don't have, like, he's making ratchet music. Like, we still need ratchet music. Do you know what I mean? We can't just be talking about Save the Children and... Valley is smart, gang- though. He, he talks a lot about the streaming economy and how most of his tracks really, like, they barely clear two min- minutes. I love that. That's about part him. of that. Also, he did spell and spend. He spent twelve hundred dollars on his Yorkie. Only thing about him is he should have adopted. Mm. Let's play another song by Volet. So it's called Shell. This is like his uh, track that took took off, right? Yes. This is what Hat Doc made him. What do you think? I dig it. People say that you gotta check out the music video for this. For Shell? Yeah, and the kind of wild thing is that even though he's better than all these SoundCloud rappers, he's like yet to clear a million, you know, on a video. Yeah. He understands the, like, it's interesting. They call him a, whatever, aesthetic person. He, he obviously is like, listen to, like, this isn't going to come through very well in the recording, but it's very um, warm, you know? In the hotel. Yeah, so what do you think of Valet? You think he's better than that pedophile, rapist, criminal you brought? Jesus Christ. Yeah, Valet's tight. Alright, I won. Alright, you win. You win because I played Fishnark. Although I think I win in finding a rapper with the most fascinating name. You mean dumbest name? Yeah, stupid as fuck. Stupid as shit. 
I think, I mean, you know, I think we get it. He fucked, he fucked your gal in the hotel. Yeah, he fucked a gal in a hotel. He, oh, shit. Ooh, so, are we, uh, are we gonna be, are we saying goodnight? Yeah, I've proclaimed myself victor. Alright, well... I've mansplained to you the correct music. Yeah, you have. And uh, I really appreciate it because sometimes you just need a man to tell you what's right. Women in Podcasting Festival. 2018. I'm not even sure if that's real. It might be like a con fest. I hope it's real because I want to... I want to be there with other people you're in. Remember you beast women? Oh, uh, yeah, I was a beast woman. There was this uh, festival in Chicago that just um, took advantage of women artists um, by making them be a part of a show that was essentially just a bringer show. Um, yeah, I had Dave sneak into the bringer show that they had the gall to try to charge $20 for. What? Fucking idiots. And it was just like a Fuck you, beast women. Of Fuck bullshit. you. It's not good. It's not well done. And uh, they also snobbed out on Janine and I. They were like being twats about our set, even though we were the funniest by far. Yeah, but um, to be fair. To be fair, we were this, beasts. This was an, oh, basically a show where just elderly women read poetry and then. You and a woman high on methamphetamine went up and just riffed for 10 minutes. True, but it was a fun riff. Yeah, I mean, it was very funny. But I can understand why the elderly women's poetry club did not like that. Like, I completely understand why they did not like that. Lamous. All right, so um, because you haven't listened to me talk about music history... Uh, long enough today just like a cool shout out since today's a biggie and tupac today's a biggie tupac day in history it's a biggie tupac day so the thing is that biggie and tupac ever recorded three songs together four if you count the party and bullshit freestyle of those three songs there was a song they recorded called running from the police it's the most popular one they did and it was gonna be a single off me against the world but in between the time that the song was recorded and the album was released, Tupac was shot, and so it just got omitted from the album. Yeah, he got super paranoid after he got shot um, that he believed that Biggie set him up to get shot. Yeah, so that track, this track, like, run, run from the police if you find it. It's it's alright, it's whatever. But it doesn't, you know, you, you kind of gotta, like, go hunting for it. Then they recorded a track called House of Pain. There's not a lot of info on the song, but it was on Junior Mafia's self-titled album and mixtape. It's got Tupac, Biggie, and some dude named Stretch. And then this is the third song that they officially recorded called Let's Get It On. And it's a song that Pac and Biggie are featured on for Eddie F's album. Um, Grand Pubba. Pooba. <laughs> Grand Pooba, like a puma but through a B. And Heavy D are also on the song. And this was recorded in 1994. Wow. Three of the four people on this song are dead. Shit. I don't know if Grand Pooba is dead. I literally don't know anything about it. I'm going to Google Grand Pooba. Yeah. Uh, Pubba. Well, you're going to get the um, you're gonna get the thing from the... Uh, what song? Which is, who is named after it? Um, Max, Maxwell Dixon. All right. Well, uh, we got to wrap... Um, Check out Belay. Um, uh, he's still alive. Check out, uh, what was this guy, uh, first guy play? What was his name? Something Hazard. Roy Hazard, I want to say. Oh, man, don't fuck up the name of the one dude. Rodney, Rodney Hazard. Good. Rodney Check Hazard. Check out Rodney Hazard. He's legit. He's super good. He's based out of New York. Fucking listen to him and don't listen to that stupid pedophile that we accidentally played, a.k.a. Young Goth. And, um, hey, you know, if you're into what we played, don't, you know, if, if you need to hide and listen to Fishnark on your own, I'm not going to judge you. Fishnark it up. Uh, Womp Womp for life. And, uh, I don't know. I guess check out Local H if you haven't either. They're local. They are at the Cubby Bear. <laughs> you can find them at the Cubby Bear, at the Chocolate Fest in Long Grove, and all kinds of other, you know... Uh, fourth and fifth tier venues across the Chicago, greater Chicagoland area. Probably not in the city proper. Alright, well, thanks for listening. Uh, follow me on uh, Twitter at like underscore superior. On Instagram, impress me with music. Uh, we make a little 
Graphic Preach episode. Check that shit out. Um, Mary. Yeah, don't words. don't follow me. Um, I'm just trying to live my best life. I think I'm gonna go back to therapy next week. Cool. All right, that's it. Kisses. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.